Well, hello, have we got a show for you today. I have with me today, Jen Conger. She is a good friend of mine and also an intuitive business coach. So what does that even mean? We'll get into that. But what you do need to know is what we're talking about today is how to tap into your intuition in all parts of your life, to find your purpose, to create your best business, to create your best life. How do you tap into your intuition and receive guidance from the universe, from spirit, from your light team, whatever you may call it. And on this episode, this is really freaking cool. Uh, Jen actually does an intuitive reading for me where she actually taps into one of my past lives. It is so freaking cool. You are not going to want to miss it. It is actually Jen's reading that she gave me uh, back in 2019 that was really the catalyst for me to go for writing the book, to really jump into it and do it. So these readings can be wildly powerful. Um, so you get to hear her do one live on this episode. You are not going to want to miss it. Plus all of the tips and tricks for you to bring more intuition in your life to make sure you're going in the right direction. Awesome. Stay tuned and I'll see you on the inside. Hi, I'm Candace James. If you're ready to transform your life, to live with purpose, to experience more joy, to follow your dreams, and finally do what you've been waiting for someday or one day to do, then you're in the right place. Consider this your warning that you only live once, which is why I've spent the last 12 years using mindfulness-based tools to create and live my best life, traveling the world, becoming a published author, building a successful business, creating joy on demand, and helping others do the same. In this podcast, you'll learn that the only thing getting in the way of living your best life is your own mind. Join me to discover how to reprogram your subconscious and harness the power of your mind so that anything you dream in life can become your reality. Welcome to the YOLO revolution. Hey, welcome back to the YOLO revolution podcast. And today my guest is a very special guest. Her name is Jen Conger, and she is an intuitive business coach and founder of the divine business blueprint, where she guides spiritual entrepreneurs to access their intuition and co-create their six figure business with their non-physical light team. So welcome, Jen. Thank you so much. So excited to be here. It's so excited to have you. Um, beyond what I just shared about who you are and what you do, um, for the listeners out there, Jen and I have actually known each other for several years now. I can't even think of when. Mm-hmm. Um, but we met when we were doing our training for coaching um, to become BBD coaches for James Wedmore. Yeah. And down in California. And Jen actually, we'll talk about this a little later, gave me an incredible reading um, and was actually able to tap into um, messages from my grandmother and my great grandmother. And it was that, it was that reading that evening. We were just like sitting around having fun. Again, we'll get into it, but it is that that was really the catalyst for the book that I wrote. Um, It gave me the power and the confidence and the knowing, the deep knowing that that was something that I had to do. And so uh, for that, I think I've thanked Jen for that many, many times. Mm. Um, 
but you get to meet her today. So, um, Jen, welcome here. Do you want to just give a quick sort of, I know I kind of introduced you, give a little background on who you are, what you do and why you're excited to be here. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here and to have this conversation with you because I think of you as somebody that was a big catalyst for me, really stepping into being an intuitive coach. Because when I first met you, I was doing something really different. I was teaching people social media marketing and Mm -hmm. my gift was really starting to come online even more strong. I always have felt like I've had this connection to God, spirit, non-physical, the universe, whatever you want to call it. And when I was a child, I remember being visited by beings and seeing beings in my room and, and also seeing things even out in the world that other people weren't seeing. And I think, you know, it definitely scared me, not all the time, but sometimes it scared me. But also I felt like, man, I'm really different. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be different. I wanted to be just like everybody else. Uh-huh. So I shut it off between the fear of it and how it separated me from my peers. And I didn't really explore too much when it comes to spirituality or tuning into the non-physical until I was 21. And so I share this story all the time as like, the main, main catalyst of, wow, something happened. And that experience is now proving to me or giving me evidence that there's more to life than what I'm seeing and experiencing Mm -hmm. here in the physical. But I was in college at the time and I went to school in Orange County, California, but I had a boyfriend who lived down in San Diego, California. And so it was like with no traffic, you know, an hour and a half or so drive but I would get done with classes on Thursday night, drive down there, have no classes Friday, Saturday, Sunday, spend the weekend in San Diego with him and then come back Sunday night. So this was yep. just my routine. Yeah. So it's Thursday night. It's dark. It's 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. And I'm just flying down the freeway. Cause I just want to get there. I'm tired. I'm going probably 90, 95 in the fast lane, driving way too fast. And I heard something in my head, a thought that said, slow down and pull over. And I was like, that is really weird. Why would I have that thought? That seems super random to just pop into my head. And I didn't make any changes. And then I heard it a second time, slow down and pull over. And again, my reaction was like, why am I thinking that? You know, like what, what I just want to get there. (laughs) I just want to get, yeah, that was the other part. I just want to get there. Why would I slow down and pull over? And then I heard it a third time. And the third time I heard it, it was like, somebody was yelling at me. Like it was more urgent. It felt louder. And I thought, I don't think this is my normal thoughts. By the way, each time you're telling me this, I get this like wave of um, like goosebumps all across my whole body. Each time you say it, I'm just like, I'm feeling this story. It's wild. (laughs) Yeah. And so I take my foot off the gas and I start moving from the fast lane into the slow lane. And as I'm doing so, you know, I'm checking my mirrors and I see behind me headlights darting back and forth. Mm-hmm. And this time my ego mind is like, oh man, somebody's racing. People are racing down the freeway. And I kind of roll my eyes like that's, I don't, I hate that. I don't like that, whatever. 
and they come whipping past and they're moving in and out of the cars. And right in front of me, they caused the most horrific car crash I've ever seen in real life. I mean, it was like a movie car parts everywhere, cars flipping, cars stopping. It was bumper cars. Mm -hmm. And I slammed on my brakes. Thank goodness there wasn't anyone behind me. And I was dodging glass and car parts. My car was swerving. I was hitting the brake so hard. And I drove past one of the cars that was racing and it was in the center divider, like an accordion just crunched up. And I thought in my mind, there's no way that whoever was in that car survived. And I'm sure there was multiple fatalities that night. And so I started like my adrenaline kicked in Mm -hmm. and I called 911 right away. And the woman said, yes, it's already been reported. She was so calm on the phone. It's already been reported. We have dispatched, you know, police and ambulance are on their way. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like people really need help. You know? Yeah. It's like, ma'am, is there some place you can pull off and uh, find a well-lit area and just calm your system down. I'll stay with you on the phone as long as you need to, but it's not good for you to be driving right now. Mm -hmm. So I did, I listened to her and I pulled into a gas station off the freeway and my whole body's trembling at what I just witnessed. And then it dawned on me, something saved me. Something told me to get out of the way of that. And I know for sure with every ounce of my being that if I did not listen to that voice in my head, I would have died on the freeway that night because I was right there. Mm -hmm. And that was the big catalyst to like, oh my goodness, there's something that's communicating with me that's not here with me. And how do I continue this communication? What else does it know that I don't know? How else can it guide me? And so that started the journey. And then I found the secret and I started getting into law of attraction and universal laws and principles and mindset work and all this stuff. And then fast forward to, I started my business. Hi, Kitty. (laughs) I started my business and I wasn't using any of this in my business because it was, I had compartmentalized it, you know? I was like, well, that's something that I do behind the scenes just for people that I'm comfortable with who aren't going to think I'm weird. And I don't do that. Yeah. You know, I don't do that with my clients. I don't do that publicly. Like people don't know that about me. And so when I got to meet you and the other people going through BBD coaching, I started showing a little bit more of that side because it felt like a safe environment to do so. So when we were all in person, I was like, Hey, everybody come back up to my, my hotel room and we'll read cards. It'll be fun. And you're probably thinking like, Oh yeah, she's going to pull some cards. And like, maybe, maybe something that she says will resonate with me. I can tell you exactly what I was thinking is, okay, let's see. I've seen this before and it doesn't go well. Like I was just like, okay. Yeah. But I mean, I was up for it. Everybody was going, we had a bottle of wine. I was like, let's do this thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you were just there for the ride and but like but still open to receive, right? Absolutely, yeah. And I had no idea what was going to come through. But when we connected to your grandmothers, mm-hmm. that was life-changing for me cuz I up until that point hadn't really been doing much in the way of mediumship. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference between, you know, psychic, intuitive, 
most of how I receive information is visual and metaphorical. And sometimes I'll see words or hear little phrases or something like that. Um, but up until that point, I wasn't connecting with people who had crossed over. Mm-hmm. And so that was huge for me of like, oh my gosh, I'm really expanding my gifts and okay, I'm not just making this up, but I am tapping into something and how deeply it resonated with you and then shifted the trajectory of your Mm -hmm. life really after that in terms of what you were going to focus on and what was your priority and what were you capable of and really bringing you back to your power was huge for me because then I was like, man, I really need to be doing this with more people. I really need to get over myself and just be intuitive coach and say, that's what I am and what I do. So long story short, to answer your question, (laughs) uh, what I love to do is help people access their own inner guidance and intuition, because Mm -hmm. we all have this available to us. This is a gift that we're each born with. Because when you're connected to that, you have a higher consciousness and a higher level of awareness that allows you to step more fully into your purpose and do the work that you came here to do. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank you. And, you know, a large part um, that, you know, there's a chapter dedicated to sort of finding that intuition, right? Um, stepping into that, listening to it, right? Whether I think for a lot of different people, it might sound like like some different things, right? If you want to call it your spirit guides, if you want to call it your intuition, if you want to call it the universe, Um, lots of people like to call it different things. And I think ultimately we're speaking of very similar things, um, sort of these pulls. And oftentimes we don't, we don't step into them. We don't listen. We don't trust it. We don't know what it is. Oftentimes, like what you were saying in the car, right? You're like, what is this voice? And why am I thinking that? Right. Like I don't, I don't want to pull it. Why would I pull over? Right. It it sounds, it seems confusing, perhaps counterintuitive, perhaps. Right. It, and, or sometimes scary, like it's telling you to take a big leap that you're unsure that you're ready for. And then our mind comes in and like boggles everything up and, and creates all this, this muckety mess. I think we've all been in before. Um, (laughs) totally. And so, um, I think it's really interesting the way that you have described that, right. Is, is tapping into these other, like, how would you really describe, uh, to somebody who's not familiar with what this might feel like, how would you describe, you know, maybe even the first inklings of that you're feeling some sort of intuitive pull versus, you know, your ego thoughts. Yeah. Really great question. And it's so unique and different for everyone because we all receive and interpret our messages differently. Mm -hmm. So the way that I define intuition is that it's the process of receiving and translating energy. And that energy can come from many different sources. It can come from your higher self or the soul aspect of you, the larger part of you. It can come from your light team, which is the name that I've been given from my light team. You mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. And it's the group of non-physical beings that support you. So ancestors like your grandmothers that came through, mm-hmm. definitely on your light team, your spirit guides, angels, ascended masters, you know, Jesus, Buddha. There's so many different gods and goddesses that support us. And so 
they're sending you energy. And then you have other human beings that are also emitting energy and you're picking up on that and your intuitive process allows you to translate that energy into an inner knowing or a gut reaction. Mm -hmm. And so I really don't even look at intuition any differently than sound waves and my ear translating the sound wave energy into hearing Mm -hmm. or light waves and color waves and my eyes translating that energy into what I'm seeing in the physical world. Your intuition is just like that. That's why we call it your sixth sense. So everybody has it. And it's a tool that you can use to have a deeper understanding and a deeper clarity and awareness of what's going on in your life. And what are you being guided to and directed to? So I, I like to point people back to their bodies more than anything, mm-hmm. because our bodies are the channel of intuition because they're actually receiving the energy and then you're translating it. And so your body is going to tell you, is this an intuitive energy message guidance that I'm receiving? Or is this coming from my ego thinking brain? Mm-hmm. A lot of times when your intuition speaking to you, it just feels like it's coming from a loving place. It feels like to me, it's coming from a gentle motherly place. It's softer. Sometimes it feels like a whisper. And most of the time you're in a calm receptive mode or you're doing some kind of like mundane task. And all of a sudden that, that message arrives when you're driving in the car, you're doing the dishes or you're in the showers, like a great one. And then your ego feels a little bit more. I don't know if it's like a busy reaction or it's like a, it's like a warning almost, you know, it's more, it's Mm fear-based. So it's going to kind of tell you all of the things that you're not capable of and why you shouldn't do that. And it's going to want to keep you safe and comfortable and in your current experience while your intuition is going to be like this motherly energy of you can do this, go here. Mm -hmm. You're safe. You're held. So your body response will tell you this is feeling more like my intuition versus this is feeling more like ego thinking, mind, fear. Right. Cool. So I've actually got a couple questions. So one, um, when you're saying, you know, tap into the body. And I think that's something that I, that's how I make every single big life decision is, um, mm-hmm. particularly if it's between one or, or between like two or three options, right. I've got these options in front of me, what am I going to do? And so I will quiet myself, quiet my mind, and then I will allow each one of them to play out. And as if I'm creating a dream, I'm creating the, what I envision that future to be and just what comes to me. And it's really interesting. Sometimes what comes to me, like things, I have no idea where they're like, when I was debating, if I should live in Italy, I was seeing all these things. I had never really spent time in Italy yet. It was like, I was there, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. Right. And so to see them play out and then I just pay attention in my stomach, which one feels like a yes. And there's, to me, it's just obvious. Well, it's clearly not that one. It's this one. Right. 
Um, and so where would you say that falls in the realm of sort of tapping into your intuition? And is that some of what you work with? And yeah, that's exactly it. That's a beautiful example of, I have actually a choice to make. I've got something presented before me. There's something that I'm strongly considering and I want to know what's the best intuitive decision for me. And so I'm going to quiet my mind. I'm going to set the intention of tapping in to receive energy from my light team and my higher self, God source. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to play out the different options and scenarios and see my physical response. I also like to sometimes stand, and this is a great exercise for yes or no questions. And as you're standing, ask yourself questions that you already know the answer to yes or no. And see which way your body naturally leans. Naturally leans. So mm-hmm. most of the time, yes, you kind of lean forward, and a no, you lean back. And you'll see yourself even do this in other situations. It's your natural body language. If something's a no, you kind of recoil and move back, right? And, yeah, right. and if something's a yes, or you're really interested, you lean in. You're like, ooh, more. Mm-hmm. And you can then ask yourself, well, should I move to Italy? Yes or no really relaxed, really grounded to see where does my body sway. Right. And your body is a channel to receive your intuitive messages. So that gut knowing or that physical response, and you just practice it and practice it. And it becomes just part of your rituals, your ceremony with yourself. Whenever you're making a decision or whenever something's triggering you or upsetting you, or you're just feeling like I'm off, I had a bad day or you know, I'm feeling kind of discouraged about this specific situation or whatever it might be, you can always come back to this. And that can be your greatest resource to connect back to your truth, your power and receive your own divine wisdom and guidance and how you can elevate your vibration up out of that into the next thing. I love that. I love that. It's almost like one of those, um, what do you call them? Put them in your hand. Oh yeah. The pendulum. Pendulum. Thank you. Right. But you use your body as a pendulum. We are receivers of energy. Um, the energy that's coming through the pendulum is the same energy that you're going to be receiving through your body. If you focus on bringing that in. Right. So, um, I love that. That's a great exercise. And I just wanted to tap back to something that you had said earlier, because I think sometimes from what I've seen, Um, I, you know, like I said, that's how I've made every decision in my life for the past, not, not my whole life. I I used to be very brain-based decision-making and that got me nowhere. (laughs) Exactly. It got me to like a really miserable place and I wasn't happy. Right. And so when I started shifting into using intuition and what is right for me, and, you know, it's actually interesting too, right. When you start to shift into that intuitive-based decision-making, how much more quickly things fall into line right? It's, it's, it doesn't feel like this struggle of getting through life. It just feels like, Oh shit, that was easy. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that just happened. This is amazing. So, you know, I think when you can relax, I think it's a lot about just kind of relaxing into it, trusting into it and getting into that space. When you get there, when you've experienced it, I think it's a no brainer. That's, that's how you kind of have to move through life through business, through relationships, through every aspect of life. Mm -hmm. But I think for some people, it seems, mm, 
a little out there, a little woo woo. You're talking about, I think you said, um, you know, ascended masters, angels, gods, spirits. And I think for some, this can feel kind of frightening, kind of weird, kind of made up to be honest. Right. Some people are like, what in the heck is this girl talking about? And do I really have these like angels following me around being like, move over. Right. So can you speak a little bit to that for somebody who's not quite as in tune with this and is a bit curious about what that might mean? Yeah. Well, and you hit the word that I was going to say, having an openness and a curiosity about it, Mm -hmm. because Also, the reason why you and I had the experience we did and channeling your grandmothers was because you were so open to receive. Mm -hmm. And through your intention, you created an experience that gave you more evidence to the non-physical. And that's Mm -hmm. what this is. We're just constantly gathering evidence. Mm -hmm. And we're getting our logical thinking mind on board with This nonsensical, make zero sense stuff because (laughs) we can't, you know, we can't like see it, touch it, feel it, taste it. And the physical world is so mesmerizing that we start to believe this is all there is and this is Mm -hmm. what's real. And when you just simply get curious and you set the intention of, I want to see a little bit of the non-physical in my life. I want to see what this crazy Jen chick is talking about (laughs) and I'm setting the intention and some people like to do tests, right? Mm -hmm. If this is true, then show me an owl, show me a dollar, show me whatever. And Mm -hmm. I hear stories all the time from people who are like, I saw it a day later. I saw it. It was not where I expected to see it. It was on somebody's t-shirt at target. It was like, Oh my gosh, there it is. The Eagle I wanted to see or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, just write it down, write it Mm -hmm. down in your journal, keep track of it and just keep building your evidence to start to switch over into, okay, I'm onto something here because Mm -hmm. we learn through experience and we're designed to not necessarily take people's word for something. We have to experience it on our own to really integrate it and embody it which is why I share the story of something that happened in my world, because that pulled me into this spiritual work. But if I never had that experience on the freeway that night, who knows what I would be doing right now? You know? Yep. And so setting that intention. might not be here right now, Jen. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's that intention and attention, pay attention. Yeah. And it shows something it shows up in such like subtle ways too. Cause we were talking about body and it, sometimes when you get a ringing in your ear, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Or the chills, the full body chills, that's you receiving the energy in your body, translating it. That's your intuitive response of like, Oh my gosh, this is true for me. Something's mm-hmm. going on here. Or like, I used to have heart palpitations so bad that I went to the doctor and had to wear a heart monitor for like a month while they were monitoring my heart. Cause I thought, something's wrong with my heart. And they're like, Nope, nothing's wrong with it. And they said, yeah, it is palpitating. And that just happens to some people. Well, it's, it was my body responding to the energy. So Mm -hmm. seeing angel numbers, you know, seeing repeated numbers or hearing a song on the radio that you have an emotional response to the lyrics of like all of these things Mm -hmm. are your intuition communicating with you. 
I love that. And what you were saying about being open, I think it's so beautiful that it was those two women in my life. It was my, my mom's mom and my mom's grandmother. Right. So, um, and they, so my, my great grandmother, her husband had died, uh, from a brain tumor soon after they had gotten married, he Mm. quickly, wasn't doing well. Um, and then he passed away. And so my grandmother was very, very young and they, uh, stayed and they lived in the house that he had built them. And she lived there that my great grandmother lived there until she passed away. Mm. And, um, they always told me that he was there. There were signs, there was things at Christmas time. There was, um, I don't know if you've seen those like little mats and you step on it, it goes, oh, 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 Merry Christmas. <laughs> right. Yes. And they would put that out at Christmas. And in the nighttime, they would hear it go off mm-hmm. and they would see things around the house that weren't where they were supposed to be. And they just, they, they enjoyed that he lived there. And that was just something that we knew that he came and he went and, Um, so I think those two people, not only was I really open, but they were, we had that sort of connection prior to them passing too. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and my, my, um, my other aunt, uh, she always told us that anytime you see a dime that somebody is communicating from with you from the other side. And after she passed away, I found a dime almost every single day and I don't have cash. I don't carry cash. I never have cash. And I was finding dimes all over my house. And so I was putting them in a container. I have a container now of about uh, 25 dimes that I have found since she's passed. I just find random dimes. Like I found one the other day on my couch. I'm like, Hey, (laughs) where is this coming from? Um, But to be open to that and receptive to that. Right. And using that as evidence. I love that. I always uh, say any type of lessons that you have in life, I like to put an evidence journal. So I have an evidence journal of everything that I see that um, reinforces positive beliefs. Yeah. So powerful. As you were saying that I got little tickles on the top of my hair. And so that's another physical response of like, oh, Mm. something's here. The energy's here. I'm being activated. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's so powerful. And I don't even know if you want to get into that story, but like what came through? Cause a lot of times I, I forget in hindsight, what the experience was. Cause I'm, I'm like a vessel. I'm a channel. Mm-hmm. What I remember the most is that, uh, someone else who was with us had said, Kimi actually was like, do like, we had both raised our hand at the same time. Like me next. Yeah. And you said, uh, okay. I think Kimi was sitting right beside you and you were like, cool, let's do you. And then I'll do you Candace. And I was like, okay, fine. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so the rest of us are all just sort of sitting there and you start sort of channeling this thing for Kimi and speaking out loud. And, you know, we were watching, you had your eyes closed. Um, Mm -hmm. and we were watching Kimi and Kimi didn't seem to be really responding to that. And as you started saying things, you said, I see this woman, you see, you saw two women. One of them was in blue, Mm. um, all blue and was standing near like a river. Yeah. Um, and one of them, uh, you said, what did you say? I don't know. There's, I just see opals. I see opals. Like you didn't know what they were. Um, and so, and then the other one, um, and then you also saw astrology, And that's all you could say. Right. But it was just so crazy in that I looked at everybody else in the room and I said, 
this is mine. This is mine. Like me and Kimi had said at the same time, like me, and like, this was for me. And, um, because my great grandmother, uh, before she passed, gave me all of her opal jewelry and said that I was the only person that was allowed to wear it. Right. And you even described them. One was more plump with like curlyish gray hair. And I'm like, okay, that's the one like you. And then the other one was more lean and in this blue and they were standing by the river in my mind, at least is like, we had spread my grandmother's ashes at a river. Mm. And she was wildly into astrology, like everything. You just kept naming these things. And I was like, okay, this is wild. And right before going on that trip, I had been in my parents' basement alone. Uh, I was working down there. And then all of a sudden I hear this crash in the other room and I come out and there was this box that had fallen off a shelf, random. Mm. And when, and I looked, it was open and right on top was a picture of the two of them. Wow. And that was like three days before I came and saw you. So crazy. And so, and then it was just almost like this opportunity. And then they gave me messages of, um, what was it? Let it be, just let it be. Yeah. And it's interesting to watch you do what you do, because when you said you're very visual, like you just, you were like doing this, you're like, I just keep seeing this. I just keep seeing this. And you're like, and I'm hearing this. And it was just, it was so beautiful because when you were speaking it, it meant so much to me. Like it was just so clearly for me. And it was so clearly a message from them. And they also told me how much, how loved I am. Oh my God. It was just Mm. so, it was just so beautiful. Um, Mm. When I told my mom, she started bawling too. She's like, that's oh my gosh. Like, (laughs) oh, I love it. I remember you telling me that afterwards. You're like, I told my mom and she was crying. And I was like, oh, mom's in on it too. Like, oh, that just fills my heart. And the fun thing is, is I delivered it to her kind of the way that you were seeing it. So the same when you said, I see this, I see the blue, I see whatever. And she's like, that sounds like Mamie and Nana. And I was like, I know that's where I'm going with this. <laughs> so crazy. You kept her in suspense too. Yeah, totally. I wanted oh, her to I like, it. I just wanted to see what her reaction was, but it was the exact same as mine. She's like, oh my gosh, this is them. And I was like, yeah, that's what I said. So I remember I ended up interrupting you and being like, this isn't for her. This is for me. And you're like, right. okay. And then you just shifted over. And like, that's when we got the messages through. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. And something about a sneak too. And then like, that was your tattoo. And I didn't even know you had that tattoo. I remember that part too. Yeah. yeah. There was a bunch of stuff going. I don't remember. It's all in a journal somewhere, but I took the main yeah. pieces and carried on. I think that's what's yes. important too, right? Like take the main pieces, get what you need and move forward with that. Yeah. Well, and thank you so much for sharing that story. Because I also feel like, and you can tell me if you agree with this statement or not, that from that experience, you have also created the space where you can now communicate with your, what'd you say, Mima and Nana, your, your grandma and your great grandmother, you can do this on your own. So it was, you know, now I have this awareness that they're supporting me from the other side. Mm -hmm. And now I can intentionally communicate with them. I can sit Mm -hmm. down and quiet and call upon them and receive messages and guidance from them. And it's so powerful, but it begins with that awareness piece and paying attention and letting it in. Yeah. 
I think absolutely right. It was something that I always knew they were around, that it was something when I had a near death experience, I actually called upon them to keep me safe. Um, Mm. I remember holding my Nana's necklace and holding it being like, please keep us safe. Please don't let us die here. Um, so that was well before you. So I was aware that these, I, I knew that these paths were open. I under, like, it just made sense to me that they were open had I had conversations, maybe one way from me to them, they're, they're listening, but they didn't know how to get back to me. And so I think yeah. absolutely being more receptive. I've even messaged you a couple of times, like, Oh, I got this, I got this thing. Like I got this, um, message and I just know it's from them. I can feel yeah. that it's from them. Right. And so, yeah. um, I guess that's what you would say when you're talking sort of about the light team is <laughs> it can be people like that, but it can also be people that you don't know. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. It can be, uh, you know, we have guides that are assigned to us that come in and out of our life, depending on what we're moving through, what Mm -hmm. we're transitioning into our soul growth and expansion and, and what's coming up for us. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, I know that I had a guide for my whole life until I became a mom. And I actually had another intuitive tell me When you become a mom, that guide's going to leave you because Mm -hmm. they're not here to support you in motherhood and another guide's going to step forward. And I felt that transition take place. I felt the difference from, okay, this, this energy of this other guide was so different than this energy. And since then in meditation, I've met my guide. I've seen him. He's told me his name. And everybody has this. I know sometimes it can sound super far out, but we we exist. We're multidimensional beings. We are not only having this experience here. We're having experiences in non-physical and other places and dimensions. And so is every other soul and being. Mm-hmm. And it's just really fun when you start to explore it and again, gather more evidence because it completely shifts and changes your entire worldview. And sometimes that's just the thing that we need to really step into our purpose and our mission and follow the path of joy and ease. Like you mentioned, when we're in our logic thinking brain, things get to be so hard Mm-hmm. When you start tuning in and tapping into your intuition, your intuition is going to invite you into something that's going to actually create more ease and flow, but it's not going to look like it or feel like it. It's going to feel scary and unknown because your logical brain's not on the same level as what your mm-hmm. intuition's inviting you into. But that could be the one thing that changes your entire life, just opening up to receive this divine wisdom. I love it. I think the number one thing that we have to take away from this is simply being open, Mm. being open to, yeah, maybe that happened and not being afraid of, am I being silly? Do I look stupid? Do I, you know, I think a lot of people, I've met a lot of people that do believe in this to at least some degree, but then they don't, they don't um, act upon it. They don't understand it enough to bring it in or they're fearful of what other people will think. Right. I mean, I'm not fearful about that at all. Dudes, this works. (laughs) There's other stuff going on that we are not a hundred percent, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure of, but we can tap into that 
when we start to open up ourselves and see what is outside of this 3D human existence that we have. Yeah. And why not? Why not try it? Why not try it on for size for a week and just be like, okay, I'm going to set the intention (laughs) by the end of the week, you know, start paying attention to the signs and the synchronicities, the the -hmm. things that seem like coincidences. Those are my favorite. Like when you think of a friend and then they text you or call Mm -hmm. you or like you have a desire for something. I was just on a call with uh, the women in my mastermind and I sent them all little boxes with little goodies. Mm -hmm. And one of the girls was like, I literally just saw this exact same box on Etsy and was like, should I order that for myself? I really want it. And then it arrived and it tripped <laughs> me out so much that I was like, did I order this and forget it or not mean to? <laughs> like, what are the odds of that? I mean, that's not coincidence. Like that is yes. spirit at work. You know, I was intuitively guided to buy that for her. And yeah. so those types of things are my favorite. And mm-hmm. those go in your journal and you just keep gathering evidence and just see why not what's going to happen over the next week. It could be a fun game. Yes, it is a fun game. Ask for something. Honestly, ask for something. Don't ask for something big. Like I'm going to win the lottery or get a new house. Like ask for something small. I want to see, like you said, I want to see an owl. I want to see a bird. I said, uh, actually I was on a call with James and I said, he had showed me this collection of crystals that he has. And I was like, man, I want skull crystals. This is my new thing. Like, cause I have skulls everywhere in my house. You can see behind me in the video here. I have skulls everywhere. I have skulls tattooed on me. I draw skulls. I love them. So I was like, man, I didn't even know that these like really like were a thing. So we got off the call and I said, Hey universe, if you're listening, I'd really love to have some skull crystals, please. Thank you. And then I just went about my day about five days later in the mail, a fellow coach friend, uh, all of a sudden it's a huge skull geode crystal thing. And I was like, what? Oh my God. And I messaged her and I was like, how did you know I wanted this? She's like, I don't know. I started looking at them and it just felt like it was you. And so I just sent it to you. And I was like, wow, thank you. And I just like, look up and I'm like, thank you. Thank you for that. Right. So try it out, ask for something, you know, ask to see something, ask for a sign, ask for a dime, um, whatever, whatever it is. Is there anything that feels easier, Jen, like anything in particular? Anything that feels easier for tuning into your intuition or seeing your intuition. Yeah. Like what's a really good, you know, test, as you said, just to kind of Mm. ask for a test, ask for something. Yeah. I think everything that you just mentioned, like I'm even seeing rainbows, you know, like people ask for, to see a rainbow and they Mm -hmm. might not actually see a rainbow in the sky, but they pass by somebody and they had like a rainbow t-shirt or, you know, there's like a little girl with a doll and it's got a rainbow on it. Um, or I remember this is making me think of a story. I had a client one time and she was trying to make a decision about what school to send her child to. Mm -hmm. And, uh, when I was tuning in and asking my guides, I'm like, I just see rainbows. And (laughs) she was going, I was like, I don't know what that means, but she was going touring all these different schools. And one of the schools, when she first walked in, it had rainbows all over the front door, like paper rainbows. Right. And Oh my God. <laughs> and she was like, that's how I knew that's the one that it was supposed to be because we had already kind of set the intention of rainbows. were going to guide her. 
And then she figured it out. So sometimes it's, this is why this is fun. And it gets to be a game because a lot of times the pieces fall together and come into place as time progresses. So if you set the intention and you go for a week by paying attention to these things and you feel like at the end of the week, you didn't see anything that doesn't mean like, Oh, give up. This is all hogwash. That's the name. That's, that's the word that's coming up for me. This is hogwash. Hogwash. This is hogwash. Because maybe there was something that happened that week, but you actually seeing the sign of it doesn't come to fruition for another couple of weeks after that. I mean, who knows, right? And so it's all in divine timing and play with it. I would even say maybe you could sit in quiet and tune in and ask your intuition, what is it that you want to show me this week? And see if you can already start to receive some messages. If there's a vision that pops into your mind, almost like a dream or a word that you hear, or just a sense in your body, you know, something. Mm -hmm. If you really want to dive in, I think that would be a fun way to go about it. Intuition, what do you want to show me this week? I love it. Yes. I love it. Cool. Um, cool. So, um, I guess we had talked about earlier, perhaps doing a bit of a reading here on this podcast. I am all for it. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. I need to see, where do I have my crystals and maybe they're on the other side of my, Oh no, they are. I I grab my, I mean, we're talking about crystals. This is my amethyst and this is my favorite crystal for readings. I always have it in my palm whenever I do readings. So crystals are a great way to start to play and get introduced to non-physical as well because they hold so much energy and amethyst in particular opens up your, your third eye chakra, I believe, or maybe it's more connected to the crown because it's purple. And uh, it opens up those pathways to receive your intuition. Nice. So go get a nice amethyst ring or necklace and Ooh, I like have it. fun. Yes. Like See, it. we're just going to invite you to go shop and <laughs> ask for things you want. I mean, this is What's amazing. Better than that? <laughs> What's better than that? Yeah, exactly. All right. So, bef- so before I tune into your energy and start to see what flows through, Mm-hmm. I want you to set the intention of what it is that you would like to receive. Okay. You can even close your eyes if you want to and take some breaths and get grounded and centered. I like to imagine white light pouring in from the heavens down through the top of my head, the crown chakra, and just bringing everything online, activating that central nervous system, waking waking up the body and connecting us to source. So everything that flows through is from source, is from love. So right away, I'm seeing coins. And I'm not just seeing dimes, I'm seeing all kinds of coins. So I'm seeing dark ones and lighter ones. And they actually look more like 
medieval kind of ancient coins. So I feel like I'm going back in time. And I'm seeing the coins on the cobblestone steps and I'm seeing horses drawing carriages. I feel like I'm more back in Europe somewhere, like the turn of the century, I'm guessing. Maybe even older than that. Okay, so I'm actually connecting to what I'm sure is a past life. And you're a man in this life. Yeah, it makes me think of, I'm guessing it's the 1800s because I'm seeing like the the vests with like the three buttons and then the overcoat on top and you're like, people are in top hats and, and you know, just that era. Yeah, they're showing me so much. So you're a man, I can see you like, hurrying to get to your destination, walking down the street, you've got a book, you're wearing glasses. And and I almost feel like you may have been a bookstore owner, or you were responsible in some way, shape or form for moving papers, moving, moving documents. Like they're even saying map, map, like a map maker or it feels like you made maps and you were an artist and people would commission you to make it and then you hand delivered it, right? But the funny thing that they're bringing to my attention is that you looked for coins on the road in that life too. Because they're bringing me back to the dark, the different metals, right? The dark metals and the light metals and the different coins. Yeah, I'm just asking them, why did you look for coins back then? And it feels funny enough, the same connection to your grandfather. Like this is something that you've been doing in other lives. Either you leaving coins for him or him leaving coins for you. That that experience in this life is actually not new. You had that same relationship in this other lifetime as well. Because there's something familiar about it for you. Like I've done this before. Like it feels like a deja vu, you know, when you get deja vu. Mm-hmm. It's like, because you already experienced it and you're timeline tripping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that, any, what does this bring up for you? Anything? Okay. Well, I was laughing a little bit um, out of like, uh, what's anyways, I'll just explain. Um, yes. It is bringing up that um, when you asked me to set my intention, um, I am opening up 
an art store soon where I'm selling my own art. And so I had said, so I had been given that hint by my own intuitive nudge. I was laying in bed, just allowing myself to think about what my future should be. And I got this ping in my head, a download, if you will, that says you need to do art and you need to do custom art. And that was the message. And it said, you do art already. You need to start doing custom art. You need to put it online. You need to get clients. I'm getting all tingles through my body right now as I'm saying this. Mm -hmm. And I had received that message back in October. And I said, okay, this is what I'm doing. By the end of December, somebody had contacted me for a custom piece of art that is now on someone's clothing line. Um, So it happened so quickly. And I'm, I'm just in the last stages of putting all of my art online and making custom work. Um, And so when I had said, um, when you said it was back in, you know, back in like the 1800s with cobblestones, and I've always had this very strong connection with like London. And uh, I would walk around the streets at night by myself and the cobblestone, like this is in this lifetime, like years ago, Um, love to just walk around. Like when I get to London, I feel home. And um, when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh. And I could almost just picture these streets And when you said that you are a map maker, I started laughing because back then they were all drawn and painted. And you said, basically you're an artist and you did commissions and then you would deliver them to them. And I just like, I actually laughed out a little bit. Like I chuckled because I was like, holy crap. But when you said that just before you said that there was something in me that said, like, I, I was an artist. There was like, I have been an artist before. And that's where the nudge is coming from now. And then it's so interesting too, when you were talking about the coins and you said it's something familiar, I heard uh, my aunt who recently passed, I heard her laugh. Like she laughed, like she just thought it was funny. She's like, ha ha, because (laughs) she she had learned it from her dad who had learned it from her dad. Right. Right. And so it was this familiar thing. And I literally heard her laughing and I could see her smile when you said that. So it was, yeah, that just felt really cool. And it actually just felt like, um, a confirmation that this is where I'm supposed to be going and that I am doing the right thing. And to, um, this is actually something too, in my life, oftentimes, and maybe other people have experienced this too, is like, when you get an idea, you want it done yesterday, Mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. And, and I haven't felt like that with this at all. It just feels like, oh, well, you know, oh, I ran into a bump, but I don't feel agitated. I don't feel anxious. It just, it, it is done. And it's just a matter of when it is done. Right. And so this was just almost like a whole addition to that of like this. Yes. Yes. Do that. Just (laughs) Yes. Keep going. You are tuning into your your innermost self and, and yes, just keep going. Yeah. It's in your DNA. Like it's in your energy field. It's a strong aspect of who you are. And when you said London, they kept showing me uh, Sherlock Holmes, which is that in London? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like that time, that era, you know, like that's what I was seeing. So And this is also your intuition when you really resonate with places. Mm-hmm. It's likely because you lived there before in a past life mm-hmm. and you're having that remembrance. Like I feel that way whenever I go to Greece. Well, I've only been one time, but mm-hmm. 
whenever I'm, I feel like I've been there more because I meditate and visualize I'm back there, but it was like, I've lived here before. I've been here. Like I've experienced all this before. It's just this deep inner knowing that Mm -hmm. makes zero sense, but you just know it. You don't know how you know it. It's a strong feeling. Yeah. And even just the fact that you had like those full body tingles, Mm -hmm. that's the body reacting and saying, yes, this is your Mm -hmm. truth. You can trust this. So these are all hints along the way that begin to Mm -hmm. like a puzzle come together to really guide you in trusting what continues to arrive and be revealed to you so you can move into the next thing. But yeah, it's really interesting. The other thing that you mentioned that brought something to mind too, is if we really want to get trippy is you are your own ancestor. So if... (laughs) If in this life, like your aunt taught you that, and then her mom taught her that, that, that dad taught that and da, 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 and it goes for generations, generations. And they're telling me, yes, you can trace it back to maybe somebody in England related to you that started this tradition and that soul could also be your soul. And so you had that human experience in that body, you were a man in that physical body during that era. Mm-hmm. And now as the same soul, you're now in Candace's body in Canada, having Candace's experience, you are your own ancestor, which it. just get your logical mind wrapped around that. No. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> and when you said that uh, too, I had this just flutter right through my, my chest. So that is amazing. And for any of you out there that this is all feeling very illogical and, and out there, like just em- embrace it. And um, I think also something came up for me while you were saying that, right? Not only do I feel confident to go in that path, right? That that is truly what it is. And I think it's really interesting too, that it just came to me in a download one night while I was lying in the bed, just visioning. Cause I was like, something has to change. Something has to change. And just giving that space. And it was like, boom, this is what it is. And I was like, Ooh, that's it. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, but also I think beyond that understanding this flow and cycle and, you know, birth and rebirth and all of that, I think particularly in these times right now, where it feels like the world is just going a little, a little cuckoo. Mm-hmm. Um, there can be a lot of fear and people fear death and they fear the end of life. And and there's a lot of fear going around. And I think being able to tap into this and see those places and know that you've been, and you will be again, that, um, and that you never actually really stop being, I think is the most important thing, right? You may stop Mm -hmm. being in this physical form right here, right now. I will not be Candace again. I will move on and do something else. But me is, continuing that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of hope and beauty and peace in recognizing that and knowing that and feeling that support. Um, Ooh, I'm getting all tingles again, mm-hmm. but feeling that yeah. support from, you know, those that are with you all the time. And so I think this is not only a great way to like figure out your purpose and what you're supposed to do and all of that, but also to create that inner peace and calm And, you know, I think it brings a lot of that worry about uncertainty or whatever. It can alleviate a lot of that. Yeah. 
Yeah. I feel like exactly what you just said. So many people needed to hear that. Like I can imagine somebody listening to the podcast right now saying that was for me. Like that's why I was called to listen to this podcast. Cause again, that's your intuition probably guided you to listen to this conversation because yeah. it knows there's something for you here that you're beginning to crack open a door to the mystery of the unknown and step into what can create more peace and harmony and well-being in your life. And, mm-hmm. and you make such a good point. There's so much fear-based stuff out there. And what a gift we have as humans that we can calm the noise and put a pause on that and create the space to really tap into love and source and feel a sense of safety and calm. Mm -hmm. And that's really what this is all about. Because from Mm -hmm. that space, you can really go out and co-create intentionally the life of your dreams. Yes. Ah, I just Mm -hmm. love that, Jen. So thank you. Thank you for that. That was such a delight. I always love fun. I just love hanging with you. Um, so, um, I guess like, I mean, what's, what's happening? Where can people find you? How can they, I know you've got a workshop coming up. If you're listening to this in time, um, then there is a workshop, which we're going to put in the show notes, but can you tell us a little bit about where to find you and what that is? Yeah. So the perfect place to find me is Instagram and I'm just at Jen Conger on Instagram. So super simple to remember. And I do have a free three-day event online virtual experience called Awaken Your Biz Mm -hmm. that is starting and kicking off April 13th. And so inside this three days, I walk you through the awakening journey and it is geared towards more of the entrepreneurial mindset and experience of as you awaken to the truth of who you are and you're tapping into your intuition, your business awakens as a result of that. And that's based on my experience and the processes and tools that I've developed in my journey along the way of going from a burnt out, hustling, struggling entrepreneur, barely making any money, not paying myself for years and years and years to tuning into my intuition and now multiple six-figure earner within a year, just quantum leaps like that. And so I've been spending a couple of years integrating this work and now I've been leading others through it. And so this is an opportunity to start to tap into that. And I say it's less trying to manifest and more actually manifesting. So I walk you through my journey. How did I quantum leap in my business? And what can you do to begin to awaken to your gifts and your truth so you can manifest the dream business that you're desiring as well? So I'm super stoked about that. That sounds so amazing. Yes. And would you say that that's for someone too, who maybe hasn't started a business yet, but is rumbling about maybe they want to? Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you've got a vision or a desire or a dream that's on your heart of something you want to create, like even like Candace mentioned, you know, opening up that that art shop or that gallery, or really stepping into this area that you've been sort of playing with and contemplating with, but you haven't fully stepped into it, then this is absolutely for you because I guarantee you, you're going to receive some guidance in this container and in this space on what your next move is and where you go to begin to create that. Amazing. 
Awesome. Thank you, Jen. So for everybody listening, that will all be in the show notes so you can find uh, how to access Jen and make sure that you hit us up on the Instagrams. Let us know what you thought about that reading, uh, what came out of it for you guys, um, anything. And um, thank you so much for being here, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Thank you. Until next time, everyone. Peace. Bye. So before we leave, I want to update everybody. Um, This is now being recorded the day after this podcast was recorded. And I was sitting here working. I was working in my bedroom. I was sitting on my bed and I got up to go to the kitchen to get a glass of water. And I passed by this area on my dresser that has a grid. It's a wooden grid and it's got crystals on it. And I set it up to achieve abundance in my life. So I I specifically created crystals. I put them all in this thing and I put it there. And then in the center of it all, because I'm creating abundance, I chose to have two Chinese money coins. And then on top of that, I put two loonies, which is the Canadian dollar. So two Canadian dollar coins. And then on top of that, I stacked three of the dimes that I had found that I talked about earlier in this uh, in this podcast, I put three of the dimes that I had found around the house on top. So I was basically asking my light team to guide me. And I had put those on a couple of weeks ago, maybe three, three, three to four weeks ago, I put the dimes on top. I'd had the loonies and the Chinese money coins on there for like about a month and a half. So I put the dimes on there. Anyways, I'm walking today and I'm passing the the grid and I have this sensation in my body that says, you haven't paid attention to your grid in a while. You need to. So typically every two to three days, I will take some sage. I will run the sage over it. I will light some candles. I have a candle for money. I have a candle for abundance. I have a candle for, um, and different candles for different things. So I, I was like, okay, I got to light it. I got to do the sage. I got to do my meditation to bring in, right? So I do a meditation when I do all of this, that is like, I'm open and ready to receive. So I turn around to the to the grid because in that moment I was like, you haven't paid attention to it in a while. There was just a voice in my head that said, a voice in my head that said, you haven't paid attention to it. So I turned around, I looked at the grid and the middle stone, I have this green aquamarine blue color. I, I keep calling it blue, but it's more green that my friend Deanna had bought me that, uh, I forget what it's called right now, but it um, it's supposed to encourage abundance. And so I had placed that on top of all the coins, right? And it's this kind of rectangular pointy color or pointy shape. And so when I looked down at the grid in this moment, the stone, the aquamarine stone had fallen off, I guess, of the the coins. I don't know how it got there. But it is now pointed directly. It was pointing exactly at the dimes. And I have had a very abundant month or two last week or two weeks, really, as far as money goes. I've had I've been very abundant. I've had a lot of great things coming my way. And this after this episode, so the episode was last night. Today I looked down at my abundance grid where I had called in my spirit guides, and there was a the stone had moved off of the coins and it was now pointing right at the freaking coins. How amazing is that? And so I sent, I sent Jen a message immediately. I sent a picture and I'll put the picture. If you're watching the video of this on YouTube, then you can see the picture. Um, if you're not watching the video, then just trust me, it looks pretty rad. 
<laughs> but you can always go to the YouTube video to figure it out. But I sent the picture to her and I said, oh my gosh. And I sent her uh, a voice memo that said, holy crap, like just after last night talking about this whole thing about the dimes and everything, I heard my aunt laughing in my ear. I could, I could feel all of that. And this today I look at my grid and it's like they answered. They're like, hey, we are here with you. And not to mention the last couple of days, not to forget to mention, I should say, the last couple of days, I have been seeing all sorts of ones and twos and all sorts of combinations of all of the above. And when I looked up what those angel numbers mean, it says a sequences of ones and twos are messages from your angels that your thoughts, actions, and hard work are paying off. And I'm going through a transition period right now where I'm moving from one area of income and abundance to another. And it's saying that all my hard work is paying off. You will manifest and attract results according to your heart's desires and life's ultimate purposes. Your angels are asking you to have positive thoughts and actions regarding the endeavors of your life. They are Your angels are helping you and guiding you towards a positive path to achieving, achieving positive results. And it says num- number sequences of ones and twos are an auspicious sign for you that your hard work and determination are getting traction and recognized by your angels. And there we go. I literally just saw the stone moved and it's pointing at the diamonds in my abundance circle. Oh my God, guys, look for the signs. You are being held in love and joy. And when you tap in, this stuff becomes possible. This ish becomes possible. So anyways, I just wanted to update that at the end of this episode because this shit's unreal. It is amazing. You got to tap into it. Um, Let me know what you think. I'm here for you. Peace out. Did you know the number one thing holding people back from achieving their dreams and living their best life is their own mind, or more specifically, the fears that your mind has created. I believe that in order to live your best life, you've got to feel the fear and do it anyway. That's why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Find Your Courage. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the powerful human you were meant to be, so you can finally live a life of fulfillment, passion, and joy. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit CandiceJames.com forward slash courage and we can get started right now.